a late night anger management class. Kicking it. Shout out to all of our radio affiliates. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Morenci. We're throwing it down. Paul Bovey's going to step up and in and kick it with us. Covers.com in the house. One of the best handicappers in the business. Paul Bovey steps up and in. Crazy George Kurt steps up and in from Long Island this evening. We're on the gauntlet uh, with uh, George Kurtz, who is basically like everybody in New York, a Yankee and a Cowboy fan. Like, uh, if you guys are, are unaware of that, that's the way that that stuff works out. Uh, I'm telling you, people in New York, they're Yankee fans, they're Cowboy fans, and they're Notre Dame fighting Irish fans. All right? What's uh, you know, I, well, it's, it just is. It is. It is what it is. I guess some people, some people like the Giants, not many. <laughs> a few. That's not true. The Giants have fans. Nobody likes the Jets, all right? The Jets, the Jets blow, all right? I don't know. I think teams that wear green blow. Because you know who blows? The Philadelphia Eagles. You know the problem with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, is they're here. They're neither here nor there, the Philadelphia Eagles. They're stuck in purgatory. They're stuck in purgatory. And you look at Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz is stuck in purgatory. Car- Carson Wentz's confidence is shot. Doug Peterson clearly can't help him. And the excuses are always there for Carson Wentz. At the end of the game tonight, Lewis Riddick, well, it's just impossible to evaluate Carson under these circumstances. How many damn years? Are we going to wait 10 years and say it's impossible? It's impossible to, uh, to, to judge him under these circumstances? I know the offensive line is hurt. I know that the wide receivers aren't great. But I'll tell you what, it's not the wide receiver's fault that Carson Wentz doesn't see when they're wide open. It's not the wide receiver's fault that he double pumps and he hesitates to throw the football. It's not uh, the wide receiver's fault that he takes sacks that are unnecessary. All right? It's the same thing with Jay Cutler and the Chicago Bears years ago. Cutler used to get sacked like nine times a game. And finally, they came out and said, listen, uh, I believe it was Adam Gase of all people at the time. And Adam Gase always tells it like it is, doesn't he? Adam Gase came out at the time and said, you know what? The quarterback, it's not the offensive line. The quarterback's got to understand when to get rid of a football every now and then. Carson Wentz plays like a rookie, all right? But he's not a rookie. But you know what? He also plays like a dude that went to North Dakota State. There's a reason why players from North Dakota State are number one draft picks in the NFL. Because of Carson Wentz. This is sports rage. Make your rage bring in. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Yeah, Mo, that team sure did suck last night. They just played sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. And it's been class continues. I am Renzi. We're throwing it down. The Monday night uh, meltdown uh, has uh, begun. George Kurtz is going to step up and in a little bit uh, later on. Paul Bovey will join us uh, in a moment. Uh, we pick up the pieces uh, following a Philadelphia Eagles cover that was clearly uh, never in doubt tonight, uh, right? Clearly never in doubt. And 
I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. I don't like the term bad beat because every time somebody loses a damn bet, they call it a bad beat, right? And truth be told, Dave Malinsky, great, the late, great Dave Malinsky, once basically told me, unless you're losing by half a point every night, you're not doing, you're, 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 you're wrong. You're way off, right? Like, basically, like, I lost tonight. I had Iona plus uh, 20 and a half. They lose by 22. I have, uh, I've got over 190 and a half in-game. The kid misses a free throw. That was that was a greedy dumb bet. So there's bad beats, there's bad picks, and everything else in between. But that that sucked tonight. If you had Seattle, that did uh, suck uh, tonight. I listen. I had Philadelphia, but I had Seattle on the money line. I was all over the place. But to me, it's three and a half hours of my life that I'm never getting back. Uh, Doug Peterson's a psychopath. He goes for two, even though it does nothing for anything besides cover the numbers. So maybe Peterson's thinking. You know, I really do suck as a coach. I can't help Carson Wentz. Um, you know, no one cares I want a Super Bowl in Philadelphia anymore. At least if I cover the point spread, people won't throw, like, beer bottles and eggs off of balconies uh, at me. Let's bring in Paul Bovey uh, right now. And speaking of which, I look out my window, and I see a, I see an ambulance. I see an ambulance across the street has just shown up right now. And I wouldn't be surprised, Paul, if that's a Seattle Seahawks uh, better that uh, had to call for an ambulance after that heart attack special. They dominated the game, bro, and they end up not covering. It's a cold world. It's a, it's a cold world, Gabe, but look, if I take a bad number, in other words, if the game opens five and a half and it goes to six and a half and I'm on the favorite, I'm buying it down to six because I refuse to get beat by my own uh, call it early week complacency of not jumping on the good number and getting stuck with the bad number and then getting left out in the cold like tonight. That, that was brutal. I mean, no question about it. Horrible beat if you laid the six and a half, but you were late to the party and that's why you lost the bet. No, you're exactly right. And you know what? Spoken like a true, a true professional uh, batter. Uh, Teddy said the same thing a couple of weeks ago about people crying about a bad beat. It was, uh, it was one of those, you know what it was? It was the Tulsa, I don't know if you remember, it was the Tulsa Thursday night football game. And it was one of those crazy ones. And the total, it was uh, Tulsa came back. They were down big. It needed to go to overtime. They hit a Hail Mary. It goes to overtime. And it was a pick six. And they don't kick the extra point. So it stayed under by a point, And everybody cried. But as you stated, Paul, the number all week was 53 and a half. It closed at 55. <laughs> so it closed at 55. People that are smart got it at 53 and a half and bought that point and got it at 53 uh, earlier in the week, et cetera. But nevertheless, it still sucks. I totally get it, but I'm getting countless tweets from people right now that they're like, damn, man. Uh, you know, I had, I had that at minus six and a half. Not everybody can always buy half points. And I'll tell you, if you can't buy half points, you know, that's a problem. And talk to me about that, Paul. You know, I see I saw you and Crackman talking online about the brick and mortars. And dude, I lived in Vegas, as you know. We used to run into each other and see, you know. So, dude, I used to walk in. I remember I said, Can I buy? I want to buy half point. Dude, you would have thought I asked the guy that I wanted to bet on credit for 20K, Paul. He's like, We don't do that here. And I'm like, Well, yeah, it's kind of common, buddy. You know what I mean? Couldn't buy. A, a ticket taker at the Strat, she was really cool. She goes, this is the stupidest thing ever. She goes, I don't care. I'm putting it in. She let me buy a point. They nearly fired her. They, and they, their policy, 
couldn't buy half points, uh, Paul, to make it on three, you know, on three and a halfs or, or six and a halfs or seven and a halfs, et cetera. You know what I mean? That's in Las Vegas, the support, the supposed gambling capital of the world, Paul. You know what I'm talking about. Can't even buy a half point in some of these joints. Yeah, it's embarrassing what goes on there. But then again, these supervisors are just shirts walking around. Everything is controlled from the central hub. So when you ask them a question like that, that catches them off guard, they have absolutely no idea what to do with it. I have never asked to buy a half point in Vegas. I think human interaction, I feel it is highly overrated, which is why I love <laughs> to play online. Yeah, I so, don't I don't like talking to people. I, I don't want to. So when you're in I, Nevada, when you're in Nevada, you play on the app. So you just you're in the room or you're at the pool or wherever you are, you're on the street, you play on the app, you don't go to the window. It gave. I've been going to racetracks since I'm nine years old. I have not gone to the window at a racetrack in 20 years. I'm not going to fight these Neanderthal betters who have no idea what the difference is between an exacta, a trifecta, and a win place and show bet, and then start fumbling with their money at the window. There's literally the horses are loading in the gate, and I go click, click, click. And my bet is in while you got 10 guys screaming behind this one woman at the window or the machine that doesn't know how to execute the, uh, you know, putting her bet in. So, yeah, same strategy in Vegas. I don't go to the window if I can possibly help it. Have, let me ask you, have you ever gotten into a near fight in line in a Vegas uh, in line because of frustration? Because I have. And, like, dude. Like, you should have seen, like, FanDuel, bro. You know, they, they, FanDuel makes, like, $800 million a month. Yeah, no wonder. It's all the parlays. So you get people, like, making up the parlays at the window and stuff, and it's, like, $5 bets. Everyone's in line, and you start to lose it. But I remember the Super Bowl, Baltimore and San Francisco, man. People were really slow in line. I was getting pissed off. I was drunk. I finally just started bitching and yelling and stuff. And I really upset the wrong dude, Paul. Turned around, it was a big Samoan Hawaiian dude. He wasn't impressed. Uh, I literally, I was like, I'm a dead man. I'm like, oh God, the Super Bowl's in two hours. I can't watch the game here anymore. I remember calling my boys, telling them, don't come here anymore. I'm going to have to leave. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I said, listen, I pissed off the wrong dude for real this time. I said, I'm not kidding. They're like, dude, you, uh, you'll guess you're fine. I'm like, I'm like, I'm not fine. Trust me. I look over and I see him plotting and pointing at me and stuff. So I had a couple of choices, Paul. I could whip out and leave like a coward, or I could man up and go up to the dude. And I walked up to the guy and I basically said, listen, yeah, I'm kind of impatient. I'm a degenerate gambler. I apologize for uh, my impatience. And uh, I said, courtesy on me, I gave the guy like 20 drink tickets. <laughs> Because I had like a hundred of them. I'm like, courtesy of me, buddy. And he goes, you know what? He goes, I like your style. He goes, first off, I like that you were crazy enough to mouth off of me. Because he goes, I would have killed you. And secondly, he goes, I like that you just came over here. And then he goes, who are you on in the game? And of course, he's on the Niners. I told him, I'm on the Niners. He goes, ah. And then we started drinking. I remember calling Shell Dog and my boys back. I'm good. I'm good. We're good. Come over to the casino. It's okay now. 
<laughs> so, but in New York, Paul, you know, dude, two people got shot in a parking lot a couple of months ago there. And I always, man, even the ticket takers would say, and you know, you're from New York, Paul. It's not worth it, buddy. It's not worth mouthing off over two minutes because you know everybody's got a gun in their glove compartment in the parking lot. Exactly, Gabe. And I think you handled it in a very diplomatic way uh, because sometimes you just have to do that. You have to suck up your pride and just say, <laughs> I'm going to be the better man and I'm not going to get my ass beat and I'd like yeah, to yeah, sit exactly. here the rest of the day. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. It wasn't I was a bigger man. By the way. It was that I was going to get killed. That, that, yeah, well, that's what it is. Let's not confuse it with me being the bigger man. <laughs> All right, Paul. Well, hold okay. that thought, Paul. Oh, hold that thought. It's great to have Paul back. Uh, Paul Bovey kicking with us. Covers experts. Los Angeles, California. And the house shout out to everyone uh, tuning in. 1090 SoCal, San Diego, Los Angeles. We'll get into some picks on the other side. We'll, think, we'll see what Paul picks with this crazy COVID week in the National Football League. Late night anger management class. This is. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners. And I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute. $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the coach's hot line. Line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MA. Mm -hmm. Versus Sin. Cincinnati. Sin. Cincinnati. Not. Cincinnati. Come on, come on. Don't you realize this is costing me money? Late night anger management class. The legendary Paul Bovey uh, kicking with us. I can't wait for the NBA to start start talking ball uh, with Paul. College basketball. Um, college basketball was a crazy day. Numbers are sharp. Um, it is what it is. But I threw this out there earlier, Paul. And, you know, you've been gambling forever, so you know a lot of this stuff. Like, how do you handicap that tonight? You know what I mean? It was a tricky game to handicap going in. I had Seattle. I put Seattle on the back end of a parlay last night, or teaser with, uh, with Green Bay. But I actually thought Philadelphia would hang around, but I got greedy. I tried to middle it in a sense. I took Philadelphia on a teaser. I needed them over. I needed over 42 points tonight. They get to 40 when it's all said and done. But if you had Philadelphia, you got lucky. And if you had Seattle, you got screwed. I saw people on Twitter boasting on Friday about Iowa State. Oh, Iowa State, what a lock. I told you Iowa State was going to be Texas. It's like, dude, Texas outgained them. Like, Texas had like 498 yards, shut them down, rushed for like 270, whatever. Like, Texas did like everything possible except win the damn game somehow. Iowa State, like, didn't lead all day until, like, the final 32 seconds of the game. And then people, oh, I told you Iowa State. Listen, I've been on both sides of this stuff, but I realize, you see, like, you can't get mad or you can't, you know, it is what it is. Because uh, especially at this time of the year, these numbers are damn sharp. But when you see people after, oh, I knew it, I told you, 
It's like, dude, like, you, you won on a Hail Mary here. And how about Doug Peterson tonight, Paul, going for two when there was no need to go? Like, mathematically, it wasn't the call. But you, I knew he was going to do that. I knew he would do that. And he actually gets it for the cover. Well, wildly unpredictable is the only thing you could say because he should have kicked that field goal earlier in the quarter. I mean, it would have closed the gap to 20 to 12, and you would have would have been within one score. And the problem with missing on the first down is that you deflate the team because now you know you have to still come back and score twice, and you just can't afford to do that. But I think as a gambler, you just have to understand the dynamic that half of your bets are going to be decided by luck. Half of them will be decided by skillful handicapping. That's why any handicapper that professes to hit at a rate of 80%, it's just garbage because you can't because there's too much luck involved in sports betting. So take care of the 50% of the games and handicap them at 80% and you'll be fine and you'll hit 65% of your games. Of course, you're not going to hit 65% because you're not going to handicap four out of five correctly on the ones that are decided by skillful handicapping. But if you get, get close to that and hit 58, 60%, you're going to make a lot of money. So accept the fact that you're going to have results like this, and all you can do is try to get down on the best possible number. And by the way, that example I cited before, I actually implemented it this week because I missed the number on Northern Illinois at plus 11 over Toledo. It went to nine and a half, and I'm refusing to lose on the 10, so I actually bought it up to the 10. Of course, if it ends 10, I'll get a push instead of a win, and if it ends 11, I'll get screwed, but at least I <laughs> use some kind of defense mechanism against the 10. I'm the same way. When I see NBA games earlier today, and the number moved, even if it's like it moved a point or something, I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. I liked it at 223, not 224. I'm not falling for this. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not falling for it. So Baltimore and Pittsburgh. Wait, has been, wait, wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. You mean you, you will buy? You will actually buy down on a total up there at two twenty three, two twenty four. I no, I'm more. I'm saying more on a point spread. I've done it for college football. I'm saying yeah, in in all sports, like even baseball. Like if I like the total at eight and it goes to seven and a half, I'm still taking it at eight. Like I'm not, I'm not going to do it at seven and a half. I'll just, you know, I'll pay the extra twenty cents or whatever. You know what I mean? Twelve cents or whatever it ends up yeah, being. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, like, like I said, if I already liked it at a number, like, like you just said with the Northern Illinois game, same thing. And if I liked it at eleven, I'm not getting burnt at nine and a half after. And so I liked it at eleven, but I just lost. I got burnt today, like live on the show doing this. I tried to click the Boston College in game. We're doing the show live. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take the end game over 188 and a half. It freezes on me. It goes to 189 and a half. I'm like, all right, whatever. It freezes on me. It pops back up at 190 and a half. And like an idiot, I take it. It gets to 190. I would have won. Like you oh, said, geez. I can't even get mad. I got the bad number. I should have been disciplined enough to say, no, I'm not doing 190 and a half. Right? But I didn't. I'm live on the air or whatever. Let's get it in. 
boom, they get to 190. I lose because of the bad numbers. Like, I can't really even cry about that. But so let's get into this Baltimore game about this point spread because it's crazy. You know, it was, dude, it was three and a half, four and a half, five and a half, blah, 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 blah. Now it comes in at 10 and a half. But now we find out that Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins are back, right? So they actually get their running backs back here. I don't know how much of an impact Dobbins is, but getting Mark Ingram back doesn't hurt. So let me ask you, is there an overreaction right now to this situation with RG3 and starting quarterback for Baltimore at 10 and a half right now? If it's 10 and a half, I'm jumping. Uh, I should have jumped on it yesterday if they have Dobbins back. Dobbins has actually been shouldering most of the load lately, and he's the better of the three running backs. I mean, I was assuming I was going to get the third wheel, who isn't bad and averaged over five point, uh, yards a carry last year, but it's been moved down the, the uh, usage chart, so to speak. But RG3 is the big question. He obviously has talent. He came into the league in 2012, set the world on fire, and then all of a sudden lost his pocket presence and got this, uh, just this bravado where he would try to take on tacklers and he sustained concussions. I hey, remember Paul, in Paul, 2000. Paul, let, me just tell us, let me just say something, Paul. Isn't everything you just said about RG3 almost applicable for Carson Wentz? Lit it up rookie year, and I was just seems lost in the pocket, gets sacked all the time. Sorry, continue, but Absolutely. I can't help but think about I, like Carson Wentz and RG3 being the same guy almost. Absolutely. I was actually going to make that uh, analogy there that RG3 had completely lost his pocket presence and was absorbing these sacks constantly. And you'd sit there, watch the game, and you'd say, throw the goddamn ball just like you do with Carson Wentz. I'm not going to put it all on Carson Wentz since his offensive line is in tatters, but still you got to know when the pocket's closing in and it's time to just throw the ball out of bounds. And there's certain guys in the league that possess that skill set. Carson Wentz seems to have lost it. But getting back to the Baltimore game, the Steelers are giving up five and a half yards per rush the last four games, I believe. They have been very fortunate. You can make a case that they could have lost four games uh, by a flip of one play, the same way you can make uh, a case that the Giants could have won four or five games the same way. I don't believe the Steelers are the second-best team in football. Uh, as Callan Cowherd said this morning, I believe they've been very fortunate and they can be had in, up the gut. And if they have Dobbins back, who can also catch the ball out of the backfield, RG3 becomes the big question because if he has a decent game, 10 and a half is absurd. And you look at Baltimore. And yeah, Baltimore, This it hasn't been a great year for Baltimore by their standards, obviously, uh, with four losses uh, right now. You can tell Lamar's getting a little frustrated. But let's look at their losses. So they lost in overtime to Tennessee. They lost at New England. All right, there's no shame in losing to Bill Belichick, all right? They lose to New England by six points in a weird weather game. Um, they lost to Pittsburgh by four, in which they were throwing the ball into the end zone to end that football game. Uh, I'm just saying here, Paul. By the way, yeah. 
on the Pittsburgh on the Pittsburgh game, let us not forget they outgained the Steelers four seventy three to two twenty one, and Lamar Jackson turned the ball over four times, including down on the ten yard line in the waning seconds. Yeah, exactly. So, so my point is, I'm just stating what Baltimore's loss is. They haven't been blown out. And so I, I get it. It's not Lamar Jackson. It's RG3. But how much of a downgrade is there? You know, at times, you know, RG3, you, you get sort of these guys are a little wiser with age, Paul, right? A little wiser with age, quick little dump-offs. You can read defenses better now, hand the football off, scramble around a little bit. And let's just be real. It's not as though Lamar Jackson's been lighting it up the last couple of weeks. He's actually been struggling. Yeah, he's he's been... Uh, I'm going to call him pedestrian at best. And if he didn't have Mark Andrews, who he's completing balls to short and long, the numbers would be awful. Uh, he, they're decent now. They are when you look at it. But uh, thankfully with Mark Andrews, I mean, he does throw a decent pass from time to time. But his mechanics have seemed to uh, have deteriorated. Uh, he throws these slingshots and uh, off his back foot. It's not pretty. He needs better weapons to throw to. All right, more with Paul Bowie on the other side. The late-night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Rage it up. Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Don't ruin your appetites. I'm buying lunch for everybody on me. Oh. What's the occasion? I'm rich. I won my bets on the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Cotton Bowl, and I chunked it all on a hockey game, and I won that. Wow. All right, all right. How much did you win? 116 bucks. What a windfall. Yeah. Yeah, I still feel tingly. Late night anger management class. I am Renzi. Paul Bovey, covers.com, kicking with us. I'm actually on covers right now as we speak. Uh, go to the experts uh, page. You'll find uh, Paul. So, Paul, I'm just looking at the head-to-head matchups of these two football teams. 28-24 earlier in the year, you talked about uh, Baltimore putting up 457 uh, yards. They rushed. Um, uh, you, know, you, you talk about the the what Baltimore did in that football game. 28-24, they lose. Um, before that, 28-10, 26-23, 23-16. 26-14 in 2018, 39-38 in 2017. You get where I'm going with this. These teams have generally played pretty tight, close football games over the years, Paul. Okay, but I want to make one more point about the Steelers. They do two things well. Actually, uh, they rush the passer. And for a couple games, they didn't have Mike Hilton. He's a cornerback. Very strong on blitzes. I think he has three or four sacks. And uh, they also have great receivers. There's no question that Chase Claypool has emerged. 
as a leading candidate, possibly, well, I'm not going to say a leading candidate, but he's certainly uh, done well as a rookie. Juju, Deontay Johnson, Ben Roethlisberger's down a couple notches. They're secondary. I don't care what the completion percentage is. What I do know is that Slayton went off for 102 yards in the first game. Cortland Sutton had 66 before he went out with an injury in the second quarter in the Bronco game, which they won by five points. A.J. Brown had 153 yards on six catches. Travis Fulgham was a household name after he played the Steelers because he went off for 153 yards on 10 catches. Nobody knew who he was. And Randall Cobb went off for 95. If you get to the quarterback, if they get to the quarterback, they're fine. If they don't get to their quarterback, their secondary has been exposed. Joe Hayden, older guy now, definitely down a few notches, still gets the job done, but not what he was six years ago. So I would say to you, again, the 10 and a half points here, as you pointed out, these teams play close to the vest. It looks good to me. Plus, you know, Pittsburgh is an unorthodox situation, guys, for Pittsburgh as well. They've been delayed. Um, you know, they, they had some minor injuries to deal with. But don't forget, guys, so this football game is at 340 Eastern time on Wednesday afternoon. That's right. If you were working all day or you just got out of jail, um, this game is at uh, 340 Eastern time um, due to the fact that NBC, this is what NFL primetime games have become. The networks are like, all right, we can either like show the lighting of a Christmas tree or an NFL football game. Let's go with the Christmas tree uh, here. I don't know. They better have some like pretty big performers. It better be more like than the tree. Like Mariah Carey, I think Mariah Carey does that every year. Like she better be naked. Like for them to like bump an NFL, it's a good game too. Like she better be naked. Like there better be some nudity involved in this ball. She's had a couple kids. I, I mean, 15, 20 years ago, I would want to see Mariah Carey naked. I actually owned a bar, and she came in there. She had very dark glasses on, kind of looked a little freaky. But I, 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 <laughs> I would actually not want to see her naked. I think I, it would blow up every good memory I have of Mariah Carey at this point. But, look, I kind of like these little treats. These matinee games, 340. What is it? 340 in the afternoon on Wednesday? Um, yeah. Look, wait. What better thing to do on 340 in the afternoon on Wednesday? Than to steal 1240 it. West Coast. L.A., baby. <laughs> what is it? 1240. Uh, what, oh, it's, okay. Yeah. I thought I thought it was 340 our time. Oh, okay. I have to rearrange my schedule. All right. Yeah, anyway, okay. It's all good. Eastern. Yeah. Eastern. Eastern. Yes, ah, sir. Eastern. Okay. The world, the world runs I'm glad you told me. I would. I'm glad you told me. I would have flipped it on. It would have been over. Okay. Exactly. I'm trying to keep people up, up to date here. All right, uh, Paul. You're one of these guys, though. You're from the East Coast, but you lived on the West Coast forever, and time zones still seem to confuse you. <laughs> no, uh, Gabe, I oh, I still refer to the early games as the one o'clock games, and when I say that to someone, they go. One, no, they're they're playing at ten. I go, oh, okay. I'm still on this this East Coast vibe. I'm never going to get rid of that. 
But uh, I do like certain things about being here. I kind of like that the races start in the morning, so it, it kind of gets me going. Uh, but there's a lot of modifications I've had to make along the way, and I'm still adjusting, Gabe. It's a work in progress. Aren't we all? Uh, like Vince Scully once famously stated when he talked about somebody being day-to-day, -day, and he said, aren't we all? Great line for Vince Scully. <laughs> so uh, let me just blast through the NFL, and uh, we'll get to a couple of college games you've already jumped on. Uh, so the numbers, so Pittsburgh are 10.5-point favorites. Uh, the Bengals are getting 11.5. Uh, they didn't go with Finley. They went with Brandon Allen instead. They actually got the cover against the Giants. They're getting 11.5 against the Dolphins. Uh, Browns are 5.5-point dogs against the Titans. Lions and Bears in the Who Cares Bowl. Uh, Bears minus 3. Colts are minus 3 against the Texans. That's an interesting game, uh, Paul. And, you know, the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo Bills in San Francisco are going to be playing in Arizona. It was 3. It's now 2.5. So they're going to be playing... We have a double header next Monday, uh, Washington and um, and Pittsburgh, and then Buffalo and San Francisco. I know it's confusing, but we'll break it down all later. But what do you think about the NFL game? And what about San Francisco? Now they're getting a little healthier. It sucks that my Bills have to play these guys because Shanahan's a damn good coach, as we just saw against the Rams. Or is that just a case where they just own the Rams' ass and the Bills is different situation? What do you think about the NFL card? Did you move on anything yet? Uh, I'll tell you, I already locked in a loss. I'm not happy to say it, but I took the Colt-Houston game over yesterday at 53, and I actually came back and took it under 53 today. I basically ate the juice. I do that sometimes, only because Will Fuller was declared out, and I feel Will Fuller is worth at least a point and a half. But what may counter that from the standpoint of the total is that Bradley Roby is out. He's their best corner. He was out of the lineup for one game this year, and that was against the Packers. And Aaron Rodgers basically owned him. And Devontae Adams went off 13 catches for 196 yards in that game. That secondary is going to be in trouble. But then again, on the uh, Indianapolis side, they had three defensive starters out on Sunday, difference makers, not just plug-and-play guys. And it actually, my best play, it led to my best play, which was the Titan team total over the 23-and-a-half, which was an easy cash. I want to see who's going to be in the lineup, who's not going to be in the lineup, but I do know that the Texans are going to be in trouble here, and I did make a play on the Colts, money line, minus $1.55, and I feel I'll have options as to whether I want to get out of it or not. But uh, depending upon the uh, status of those three defensive players, but the, the Indianapolis, I have a lot of faith in them. I don't think Houston does well guarding backs out of the backfield. James White went off six, ca uh, six catches, 64 yards. They had trouble also this week with on Johnson. Uh, Houston's defense to begin with sucks, and now you have uh, the loss of Roby. They're in trouble. Yeah, it's funny because no one believed in Houston, so they beat the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving, and now suddenly they get respect with this short number uh, here. Uh, the Rams and the Cards a big game. Both these teams coming off of losses. I never thought really Arizona was ready for prime time just yet, and here are the Rams laying three in that game, and as I mentioned, uh, the Bills laying two and a half. 
um, they have to return to the scene of the crime where they allowed DeAndre Hopkins to catch that Hail Mary. And, of course, uh, Kyler Murray's trying to trademark Hail Murray uh, right now. It's like, dude, you're not going to sell any T-shirts with that, bro. One play. It's not like you won the Super Bowl, right? It's just a regular season game against the Bills. <laughs> but what are you making the Bills in a 49ers game? Uh, sitting at two and a half right now. Well, you you brought up a good point, Gabe. The Niners are getting healthy, and I'm on the win total under, so I'm safe on that one. So I really don't have a vested interest in who wins or loses because I actually took the Bills over their win total, and they'll get there. And I have the Bills for the division, but I jumped on the Dolphins plus 550, so I'd actually be better off with the Dolphins. But <laughs> the Niners – with most start back in the lineup, who didn't do much uh, on Sunday, 16 carries, 42 yards. He did score a touchdown, but he'll round back into form. But Richard Sherman picked off a pass, seven tackles, I think uh, three passes defended, key uh, insertion into that secondary. And then you have Debo Samuel. I, I, I think he had 11 catches for well over 100 yards. And that's going to hit uh, help Nick Mullins out because let's face it, Nick Mullins needs help. The 49ers are rounding into form, and the Rams, by the way, lost Micah Kaiser, who arguably is their best defensive player. He was over 70 tackles for the year. I think it hurt him a lot. Cooper Cup, after going off for 11 catches against Tampa Bay, was held to only two for 41 yards which is a statement for the defense of the 49ers. I think the Bills are going to be in some trouble here. I would lean to the 49ers, no doubt. And, you know, if you look with the, with the Bills, yeah, Miami are within distance, but they don't have that same type of desperation. They don't have the same type of desperation as Arizona, um, as, you know, Arizona will, the Rams does in, in this football game, San Francisco. You look at that division right now, that was a big win for Seattle. They're all in the mix uh, right there. But I still think Buffalo are better than San Francisco, right? I think they're better. I was a Buffalo Buffalo haven't been a good West Coast team, though, Paul. They're a team, you know, they're coming from Buffalo, New York. They go out West. They normally you lose when they go out West. I was a little disappointed in the Bills yesterday and Josh Allen. Uh, I will give credit to Devin Singletary. Uh, and a fellow FAU grad, he had his best game of the year. Seven and a half carries. I mean, we needed someone to pass the torch from Alfred Morris over, Alfred and we Morris, finally yeah. got a guy. Yeah, I, I Singletary, seven and a half yards per carry. The running game was great, but the passing game, what happened? Uh, was it the absence of John Brown? Because uh, I think uh, uh, Josh Allen had 172 yards pass. I'm They're sorry? not the same. They're just not the same without They're Brown. not. People, like, They're he, not. Really, he really stretches the field for everybody. Otherwise, when Brown's not there, he goes to Beasley and the dump-offs. He wasn't very accurate. You're right. The Bills have been doing enough to win football games, but they, they're, they're an imperfect football team right now. They definitely are. And as we were talking about, San Francisco is dangerous, man. They're a well-coached team. They haven't quit on the season. And they're within striking distance. They're literally like two games back at teams in their division. And they actually play them. So they they still sort of control their own destiny, San Francisco. But now, of course, they've been shuffled. They have to play their home games in Arizona. All right, we've got a couple of more minutes with Paul. We'll get into the Nebraska-Purdue game. 
and uh, Monroe and Arkansas State. Some college uh, football late night anger management class continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without Rage Hall. <laughs> Late night anger management class continues. I am Ramsey. All right, let's get into some college football. We've got a couple of more minutes uh, left uh, with Paul. Level one has just flown by, and of course, we're kicking it for 180 minutes. Normally, it's the quickest 120 minutes in sports, but against my better judgment, um, they said, hey, uh, you know, you, you want to do the show for an extra hour. Uh, we all knew this day was going to come, right? We all knew this day it was going to come. And don't forget, we're coming to Sirius Satellite Radio as well. We'll still be kicking it on all the, all the same great uh, affiliates that we're on right now. So don't worry, but we're just adding another great affiliate. Sirius XM will be joining the party uh, starting uh, in the new year. So uh, we'll have more freaks uh, joining the party. All right, Paul, um, just taking NBA's around the corner. And I can't believe it was only last year, Paul, that... You took me to a New York Knicks game. We ended up sitting courtside because Paul's a high roller. We got upgraded. Um, the, the, the Knicks, remember, they, 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 they covered. We won our backs. It was just one of those magical nights at the Garden. Great, great times. Uh, hopefully, we can do it again in the future, maybe at a, a Laker game uh, in L.A. or some Raptor game in Tampa, unfortunately. But college football, Nebraska, Purdue, Big Ten football, I know you got in on this. Talk to me about this game. We got about two minutes here. All right. You know, Nebraska hasn't faced a decent quarterback since Ohio State, where Fields went off 20 to 21 for 276. Back up against Illinois. The Iowa quarterback, Petrus, he, I'm not going to say he stinks. He's not very productive, nor is the offense. They got a backup from Penn State who came in the game having thrown 16 passes. By the way, that backup for the the Illini went 18 for 25 for 205, followed it up for eight by with eight of 19 for 87 against Whiskey. And they're going to face Aiden O'Connell or Plummer, both of whom are capable passers. Then you look at Purdue. 27 they gave up to Northwestern, 34 to Minnesota, 37 to Rutgers, all legit. Both of these teams should move up and down the field. The number is soft at 59. I went over. Paul Bowlby, covers.com. Check them out online. Late Night Anger Management Class continues. Bring it. <laughs> 